Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. It's Wednesday, March 3rd. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. Researchers are looking to disease-resistant patients in hopes to expose weaknesses in COVID-19. Studies are being done to identify people who were heavily exposed to the virus but never came down with it and also had no antibodies. David Cox, freelance journalist at the BBC, joins us for how scientists are looking for COVID's weak spots. Thanks for joining us, David. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Wanted to talk about disease-resistant patients to COVID-19. You know, as this whole thing has been started, you know, going on, we've been really learning about COVID in real time as it's been happening. You know, we're a year, a little more than a year into it, and we're finally getting a handle on things with treatments, with vaccines, but we still need to find out more about it and also in the efforts to prevent this from happening again. So right now, it's kind of a contrast in studies. We're trying to find people that are resistant to this disease, but in doing that, we also have to look into why people are extra susceptible to this disease. So I know there's a few studies that are going on right now about all of this. David, help us uh, walk through some of it. Even before the pandemic happened, there was a team, there's been a, a whole collection of scientists all around the world who've been looking into people who have unusual resilience against illnesses ranging from heart disease to Lyme's disease to Alzheimer's and trying to work out the genetic factors which make them resilient. Because if you can identify those genetic factors, you can then use them to develop treatments. And this is particularly interesting because this is what actually led to the first breakthrough for HIV 20 years ago. They managed to find one person who was actually resistant to the HIV virus. He had this mutation which prevented it from binding onto his white blood cells, which meant he could never actually get properly infected with the virus. And that was what led to the first treatment for HIV. And so basically, as soon as the pandemic began, like so this whole like, sort of series of scientists around the globe, from the States to Brazil to the UK, began wondering, are there people out there who are resistant to COVID-19? And if there are, like, so then we can perhaps find those mutations and use them to create antiviral drugs, which can help protect against COVID-19 and also future pandemics. So 
There's a number of studies going on like this at the moment. One of the most interesting is there's been reports of maybe around a thousand couples like sort of around the world where one partner has got COVID-19 and often had it quite badly. And the other partner, despite being like sort of repeatedly exposed, has not had any trace of the virus like so whatsoever when they've done like sort of antibody testing in like their blood they haven't found any levels of any antibodies so this suggests that they have some kind of mutation which is preventing them like so from getting infected with covid-19 so at the moment scientists are basically trying to do like so genetic sequencing of those people to try and find out you know what is it about them which makes them resilient just anecdotally i have a coworker here where i work his whole family got COVID and they all live in the same household. He was the only one who didn't get it throughout the entirety of things. So, uh, you know, I don't, they haven't looked into him, obviously, but, you know, there are those outliers that are just not as susceptible to it. Definitely. I mean, there's actually a project at the moment, like of them at the uh, Icon School of Medicine in New York called the Resilience Project. And they're looking for people out there, like of like the guy, like, so if you know, like, so who everyone else in their family, like, so have had the virus, but they haven't. And they're looking for these people to basically come forward and then, like, so try and put them into a big study where they can sequence the genomes and try and find out, is there one common mutation which is causing, like, severe resilience? So when we look at these people that we suspect have this resilience, we're looking at a few different things. So it can get a little wonky and technical, but they've already seen an association between blood types. Uh, I think is blood type O and getting seriously ill from COVID. There's also uh, obviously that you mentioned these uh, genetic mutations that people have and these also these things called auto antibodies that are all part of this. So uh, what are we learning about these individual portions of it? What people are looking like to so far with the studies of resilience is, is there some kind of mutation which basically prevents the virus from being able to get into people's cells? If there is, then lights of pharmaceutical companies can go forward and try and find a drug which mimics the effects of this particular mutation. So that's what's happening at the moment. Like right now, lights of these studies are still very much lights of ongoing. Like there's another one of lights of um, people over a hundred. Lights of there's like a group of people over a hundred who only had very mild cases of COVID-19, and they're sequencing the genomes of these people. So we're going to find out the results of these probably over the next six months, lights of to a year. Like so far, we don't have any major findings on that side of things. But what we do have, which is the outliers at the opposite end of the spectrum, people who are unusually susceptible to COVID-19. And this is where the stuff about autoantibodies like, comes in. So scientists are also very interested in people who are, say, like sort of 20, 30. And most of those people, you'd only expect to have a mild case of COVID-19. And some of these people seem to be unusually susceptible, like they end up in intensive care. So what is it about them which is making them particularly susceptible? So one of the reasons like so for this, which we do know so far, like the biggest findings have come so far on the susceptibility side of things, is that the body has likes of its own likes of internal alarm system against viruses. So whenever like a virus gets into the bloodstream, there's basically this protein called interferon, and that's like the body's like alarm signal that something is wrong. So cells released interferon and it tells everything else in the body that there's a virus here and we need to fight it. But now some people like, so of all ages like, so basically are susceptible because they have a mutation which means they can't produce interferon or they have these high levels of antibodies in their blood which basically remove interferon. So that alarm signal never sounds and that's why like, so they end up 
having a particularly severe reaction to COVID-19. And it's so important, as I mentioned, to obviously stem this from happening again, you know, another possible outbreak, whether it's this or whether it's another disease. But, you know, you're mentioning the interferon, right? So they can use that information to make medicines, to make treatments, to help on that side so that, you know, maybe somebody doesn't get as severe an illness from COVID-19. Exactly, exactly. I mean, so what they're hoping really with the next pandemic is that, you know, we will have better diagnostic screening programs. So in the early stages, we'll be able to identify all the people who might be susceptible to this virus who have these problems, like so we're producing interferon, and then they can give them artificial interferon, which will protect them and prevent them from getting a severe infection. So that's one of the big ways where these studies of susceptibility will come in. Yeah. With the studies of resilience, hopefully that will enable us to find lots of better drugs which can mimic the effects of these resilience mutations. And then that will be treatments which can be applied to everyone in the future. Yeah. And that's really the whole point there. You mentioned in the article, too, you know, it's kind of a little too late right now for where we are in the pandemic. But this is all looking forward to the next time something like this happens. So we're at least better prepared and can adapt quicker. I mean, even, you know, with the onset of these mRNA vaccines, those can be tailored pretty quickly, too. So hopefully we're on the right track with all of this and we'll see what the results of these studies bear out. David Cox, freelance health journalist at the BBC and other outlets. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.